Roadshow, episode number 355. My name is John Morgan. Cold coffee is with me, and cold coffee is just crushing some frosty <laughs> beverages over there, man. The the award-winning Pabst Blue Ribbon is going down awfully smooth for it, some reason. It I, is. I don't know. I don't know what's happening over here, but the man is putting in work. I mean, we, we Doing made laps. It. Doing laps on Morgan over there. We came over here to the Casa de Cold Coffee, the all-new Casa de Cold Coffee, new and improved. For whatever reason, man, I don't know if it's just the, the, the fancier digs that you're in now or or maybe it's just, you know, the new neighborhood. That's what kind of happens over here in these yeah, parts. We drink quicker over but here. But you're just putting in work right in front of my eyes. I'm up here trying to finish up my work a little bit, and you're just putting me to shame, just crushing them. I know. I was looking over. I was like, man, should I go grab some more? I was like, oh, man, he hasn't even cracked open that other one. I was like, wow, am I going to start lapping Morgan? Like, what's going on? I feel like, honestly, I need to just be silent for a little bit. Let let just go <laughs> solid cold coffee. Just right. Chugging. I mean, it's it's just I feel like it's a, an, an attack to my manhood right now at this point, man. I, Turn in the card. Just Turn getting embarrassed the over here. Just getting embarrassed over here. All right, listen. It's uh it's a busy day. It's kind of a fun day. Oh, well, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let me take back that kind of fun. I don't even know where that came out. It was a little bit of a stressful day. Uh, UFC on ESPN 32 Media Day uh, was earlier today, and we'll get into all that. Uh, Invicta Fighting Championships about to be streaming live on MMA yeah. Junkie as we sit down to record this. Uh, you were handling the stream. You're doing a little technological work behind the scenes. But uh, I just want to give a shout-out. I mean, by the time this you know is released to the public, I'm sure the event will be done and in the books. I mean, the replay will be available, of course, that you yep, can check yep. it out and watch it. But Invicta SC45 uh, streaming live on it. MMA on Junkie. I love it. I mean, we like we said, even last time when we chatted, man, we've been big proponents of uh, Invicta, but the fact that we can actually carry it on our channel – I mean, it's it's just fantastic. It's funny because even I'm reading some of the chats of people on the stream. They're like, is this real? Is this just going to be the prelims? Is this going to be whatever? Because, you know, we've carried sure. like Bellator sometimes. Yeah. We'll carry whatever. But to be able to carry the main event, yeah. uh, this is big. I, I'm extremely proud that, that this deal got worked out, uh, that we could do it. I mean, I would love for us to become something bigger and a more – a bigger part of them putting on their platform. I'm just glad it's being out there. I love Invicta. I love what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, I'm super stoked, man. But, yeah, man, it was a crazy long day, and then it's just like – we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Got to get to this. <laughs> By the way, the main event, like I said, it will be in the books, but if, in case you don't see the results before you listen to this, or you want a uh, grudge match in the main event, Alicia Zapatella, Jessica yeah. Daboni, rematch there, uh, especially uh, Alicia Zapatella. She is not a fan of, of Jessica Delboni at all. Uh, Alicia won their first fight, very narrow split decision, yep. uh, and Jessica basically afterwards uh, told the world, she was like, I don't care what the results were. She's like, I know I won, and I'm the champ, and, and, and Alicia <laughs> did not take very kindly to that. She said, no, you are not the champ. Are I got the, the belt sitting around here. So looking forward to that one streaming uh, later on tonight. But, yes, UFC on ESPN 32 Media Day was today after a uh, three-week hiatus. The UFC is back. And cold coffee, you know me, man. I'm, I, I try to be a positive person. <laughs> I try to be, you know, a, a good energy of, of of light to bring into this world. But I got to be honest with you, man. If this is the way 2022 is starting, we might be in for some shit over yes. the next couple of months uh, or at least the next couple of weeks because uh, the card was essentially being shuffled in front of our eyes. Yep. Um, we didn't. 
and, and I don't I, I feel you know bad saying this. So obviously the UFC PR team is kind of limited in what they can tell us, right? I mean, there's only so many. Things. First of all, any public communication they have has to be signed off on. They, you know, they yeah. want to make sure they tow that company line. That's their job. So they're not allowed to exactly speak openly and freely about what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, but you and I have. Yeah, it's one thing saying it just to a friend, and it's another saying to the person that actually is a media outlet. Right. You yeah. Know, like it. It's could, one thing if they could be like, "Oh man, the shit's just fucking going crazy right now. We can't say it. You can't say that to a, an outlet. A reporter is going to just say, "Well, the UFC, UFC PR says has everything just says is going to shit." So I 100% understand that their hands are tied, but just so everybody understands how crazy this stuff is behind the scenes. So uh, we and, and you know what I was going to say is you, you and I have covered uh, one or two UFC events in our lifetime. A few of them. Uh, we've worked with some of these people <laughs> for a little bit of time, so you know you can kind of just read the stress on their face, or you can just see when things aren't yeah. working properly. And it was very clear that things weren't working properly. It was very clear from the start. Like for instance, uh, we came to media day today without an actual schedule of who we were going to be talking to. Yeah. I, I was I was joking. I'm like, it's mystery media day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see who shows up. We even yesterday we didn't even get the we knew. I mean, we've done so many of these things. We kind of guessed, you know, we could say, okay, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a 930 check-in. First person going to be at 1030. That's kind of usually how they just go. Um, we got the sort of the, you know, I guess obligatory email after 530 yesterday <laughs> that was like, hey, by the way, I don't have a lineup, but by the way, it's going to start at 930 tomorrow. Thanks all. I mean, like, uh, what? I guess. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, obviously most – a lot of us, you know, you could kind of do this. You could see the pants. You could just fly by and get some stuff. But if you're trying to actually have worthwhile stuff, you want to be able to kind of know who you're going to speak to so right. you could prep a little. So going in there blind and not knowing who we're going to have until we actually had our first person already brought in to us. They brought in Jennifer Maya, and then we're just like, what is going on? <laughs> and then they come in and said, okay, sorry, guys. I know this is not ideal, but this is the list of the people that you're going to get. And it's like – you couldn't have given us that last night or at least a, a somewhat of a heads up. I understand if fights are possibly falling out or people are having to do whatever, but they just could have given us, they've done this enough time that they could have given us an idea to, to just even say, prepare for the me, the main event. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the, the main, main card. card. Just prepare for the main card. Then we know, okay, we know that there's going to be no surprise guests coming the, or whatever. The biggest fear, if I'm just being honest, and, and to peel back the curtain a little bit so you understand what goes on in the reporters. I do not have a photographic memory by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. And there's so many cards. And I know there's some people that you pull up a name and they're like, yeah, I remember this was his last fight, and then before that was this, yeah. and then before that. I can't do that. Now, when I'm looking at topology or whatever, and I'm looking at a record, and, and I'm right. oh, yeah, I remember that fight. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was there. Yeah, okay, I, I can remember. But I need a little bit of memory. And I know right. the interviews that we're doing are not rocket science. It's not the most in-depth sure. of interviews. We're trying to get a, you know, a good six to eight minutes just so we can get the audio that we need. But at the same time, like I don't want to sit across from somebody and just completely lie to them because I have no idea. You know right. what I mean? Like, so, uh, man, that last one uh, – What'd you take from that one? You know, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, you have no, what? you know, like, oh, well, the, some of them, the one where I was knocked out in seven seconds. <laughs> what like, do you think I took from it, you oh, jackass? Yeah, that's how that ended. <laughs> or even like some of the ones were walking into the room, they're masked up, and they're walking up to the desk to sit down, and we're just like, who is this? Who is this person? So even if you're not even, even if we had a set order that was like, okay, I know we're we're going to be expecting this person. We don't know what order of anybody's coming. Yep. And then let alone some people would depend on the body, d who they are. You can't quite make out who they are. 
So how do you then at that point, even if you are going to try to go to tapology, which is what I would try to do, right. I'm like, okay, waiting, who do I need to pull up? Who do I need to pull up? Who do I need to pull up? Um, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of extra stress that I felt like they were already under very stress, and then they didn't Clearly. realize that the, the level of stress that they were pushing on everybody else by not bringing us into the fold, you know? So it was just a little sort of crazy, but... Uh, but we got through it. We got through it. And we so got through it. That's that's how it affected us, which, again, I mean, no big deal. We adapted, and, and we got through it, and, and, and we ended up getting everybody, and it ended up being slow start. I think we sat there for, like, two hours with nobody. It was a little bit rough. I know there were some people on the live stream of the uh, – of, of the media day, they were just like, what in the hell is going on? I'm like, bro, it ain't no easier over here. But we got through it. But I guess the only reason I share all that is not so that I can just sit here and complain about how tough my day was at work where all I do is talk to MMA fighters and write about it. Like, I got it. It's not the hardest job in the world. But, you know, I, I think I'm as excited as anybody. This break, well, I know, and you were right, let's enjoy the break. Let's soak it in because we're not going to get many more of them like that where we have three weeks off. I'm ready to get back to action, right? Like, I am ready to get back to action. I'm ready to get the, the, the 2022 season going again. You know what I mean? And, uh, dude, this Omicron thing is going to jack up, uh, I think, I think fight cards for the next couple weeks. I, I, I hope I hope it's not months because I really feel, I guess if there's anything positive about this, and I'll just share it, my own, my own life. Um, my wife and son finally tested positive. Uh, knock on wood, fortunately, no big symptoms. They seem to be okay. My, my, my kid does have a lingering cough that's been kind of bothering me a little bit just because I'm an overprotective dad, and I'm, I'm sure he's fine, and my wife is uh, uh, annoyed at me because she thinks I'm, I'm, I'm being crazy, but I just, I'm, I'm that overprotective dad. So, you know, it's affected my life that way, um, but it's everybody. So if anybody doesn't know, and I don't know, it might be like this in other places in the country right now, and I don't follow national news, but uh, our, our school system here in Las Vegas just shut down for five days because there's so many positive tests right now, and there's not enough uh, teachers and staff to, to staff the schools. They shut down. So this Omicron is getting everybody, and what I don't like about it is, and, and I'm worried about the next couple weeks, and like I said, I'm hoping it's just weeks and not months because this thing seems to be spreading so fast. It seems to be getting everybody, so maybe this is the wave that gets everybody and we start moving forward. I don't know, um, but I, I think cards over the next couple weeks, man, it, it's going to be – Make up as you go. I mean, uh, you know, matchmakers feeling it. So it just sucks because, you know, you want to get excited. You want to get pumped up about this matchup and that one. And at this point, uh, you don't know. I mean, even even on this card, as we sit here right now, I think we started the day with 12 fights. We're down to 10. Uh, we might <laughs> – I know you appreciate the shorter night. Uh, but we still don't know. So we still have another one where uh, Joe Anderson Brito uh, had a, what they call an inconclusive test. Um, and I don't know if it was him or his corner. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Um, but basically he, he wasn't allowed to come to media day because they want to keep him quarantined from everybody. And they hope that his test will pass and, and, and he'll be good to go. But um, – yeah, I mean, this. I, I think, honestly, this is a preview of what we're going to be dealing with. And, uh, you know, from our perspective, the media day, whatever, we'll figure all that out. It's not that big a deal. But uh, these cards, I think, are going to they're going to look different week in and week out on the day of. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, it just makes you wonder, like, if, you know, I, again, we're glad, I'm glad that fights are going. I'm glad things are going on. But, man, was there ever any point, like, part of me when I was just thinking about how everything was sort of falling apart, I was like – would this happen if we weren't trying to put an event on every single weekend? If we had a little bit of time, I mean, I'm sure there's always going to be things falling out, but I just feel like every week is so rushed that they're always constantly running behind 
that I wondered if, if there weren't so many events, if they could properly prepare for things falling out, if they know that there's going to be two events this month, you know, if they already have backups already lined up, so there's not this immediate scrambling from behind because they already have already people waiting. I mean, I get it. They got to get people to get in. They got to get fights. But I just feel, I wonder if there's extra stress and extra pressure because they're already so limited in the pool because they're already divvying out so many people to all these other upcoming events. And even then they seem to sort of fall. I don't know. I just, I just felt like today I, when I was thinking about why don't we have an order? I was like, why does it feel like we're running from behind when we've had weeks off? And I just feel like no, there's just, 270 just, coming up and there's just, just too COVID. much. It's just COVID. I mean, what are you supposed to do? I mean, should you schedule like, what, what can you do? Like schedule 20 fights for the card or something? I mean, uh, uh, don't don't yeah. make that like, no because because then and, and then you'll have a week where nobody a, gets and then skip a week off then, then nobody will get sick and we'll have a twenty fight lineup dude it'll be like old school yeah. king of the cage but if we're only like, doing it every, you know and then we have the next weekend off then who cares <laughs> oh dude <laughs> all right oh, let's let's schedule a twenty fight card let's roll for ten hours and let's see how you're feeling about that you're like well I got next if week I know off, I got I'm the good. whole week off I mean I'd be all right with it you know I, I don't know because you know I don't know that there's like panic or anything I mean the, the, the good thing is at least with with everything being under the ESPN umbrella at least they have the flexibility like i mean i guess if we go down to six fights we just go down to six fights and they yeah. just roll on at least it's not like you know your prelims are on fox and your and your and your main cards over here now you got to explain the fox and uh i don't know man i just yeah. i think there's going to be a hell of a lot of scrambling unfortunately and, and i guess i would just warn mma fans buckle in uh because i think you're going to be dealing with this for a while and, and uh you know i guess at the end of the day we should really be saying you know prayers for all the health and safety of the athletes. You know I mean? We're just like treating this like it's commodities. But I, I do feel like this wave of, of COVID seems to not really be impacting people too terribly bad, which is, um, I don't know, knock on wood there, that, that that's a positive. But, uh, yeah, man, I just – I think cards are going to be falling apart for the next couple of weeks. So, uh, heads up on that. Uh, all right, but, listen, so far as of now, that's me knocking on wood, continuing to knock on wood. Because I, I just don't want to be jinxing uh, Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadze. We did get a chance to speak to both of them today. Uh, I, I like this main event. It's a big one for both guys in two, in two very uh, different reasons. Of course, Calvin Cater, you know, that last time out, uh, that was not a fun fight for him. Uh, not a fun fight. Got styled on by Max Holloway. Um, and and uh, it was funny to kind of ask him about that. Like, you know, I had been thinking about it over this time because everybody, I mean, that, you know, slipping punches while not even looking and, you know, yeah. yelling I'm the best boxer in the UFC. I mean, that was an amazing thing from, from Max Holloway, but it did kind of make me wonder if you're Calvin, don't you have to be like, like what's it? But Calvin, Calvin uh, smiled a little bit when I asked him about that. But he, uh, he, he did have all the respect for Holloway. But it, it, there has to be some part of this. Like, don't be a jackass. But it was. I kind of like the fact that he was like, you know, I did say some things, you know, towards the, you know, towards the end of the week, you know. So I thought that was there was something humbling about that. I, I don't think every fighter would admit that either. And I think that was part of how he was able to maybe justify and how he sort of just was like okay i owed you that you owed me that right. you know i definitely said some stuff you know um but yeah i mean i think that maybe shows his character as well he, i think he could have been like yeah he was kind of a dick you know and not take any sort of ownership that he maybe helped bringing that onto himself as well right i mean because how often do we see max do that you know we see him go out there and when he's feeling himself he'll play it a little bit but it felt personal it did it felt so i was like, like okay was obviously something got under his skin and so for calvin to kind of be like you know 
end of the week, you know, we're all sort of tired, we're all working, whatever. I might have said some stuff, you know. So, I mean, I, I like the fact that he sort of took ownership. So, on the flip side of that, you know, it was good because he was like, you know, I got all the respect for Max. You know, he did what he did, you know, and, and maybe without sort of even saying it, he was like, you know, I kind of brought that on myself, you know. But uh, kudos to him. I thought he I thought he talked great about it, and I, and I liked the uh, – the sense of ownership, like if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna talk some shit, and somebody gives it right back to you, yep. you know, you kind of got, it's kind of hard for you to bitch about it after the fact, you know. I so. respect him, man. He's, yeah, look, you said it, man. It's his character, and I think Calvin is gonna bounce back. I mean, I do think he's still um, an elite level fighter, man. I think he's deserving of the ranking. Got his fucking name on the front of the banner as well, you know, right? I was thinking about that. I was like, man, Giga's coming in with a killer record. And I was right. like, but it ain't this ain't Chikadze versus. Cater, yeah, still got that ranking. Cater's got that higher up. It is, you know. So good this, on him. It's a big moment, and look, I, I love the fact that he, you know, did take a year off. Now he said, "Look, hey, we were thinking six months. I think it ended up being longer than he really initially expected it to be." But I do respect the heck out of him for doing that, and you know, saving the brain cells, saving the body, making sure you're back 100. percent So I think he's approaching this the right way. Um, meanwhile, Giga Chikadze. What a week for Giga Chikadze, right? Comes in thinking, uh, you know, obviously I've got this main event. Then finds out, oh, there might be a chance for a title shot. And he starts thinking, you know, I think I think that, I think I deserve this spot. You know, I, I think I'm the guy. I think I should be there. Uh, you know, I talked to him on Monday night, and and, and, and I was like, hey, are, are, you know, do you think they'll announce something? And he was like, I, you know, I hope not. He's like, I went and talked to Dana and told him, you know, hang on. And, you know, he's like, I know they got to start, you know, promoting and, and, and getting promotional reels together and all that. He's like, but let me wait till this weekend. Let me make another statement and, and let me jump in there. So, uh, you know, he was hoping that, that he would get a title shot. It does on Tuesday get announced that no, uh, you know, the Korean zombie, Chan Sung Jung, is going to be facing Alexander Volkanovsky. Giga, of course, said, look, hey, I'm, I'm disappointed by it. But in some ways – I kind of think it's a good thing for him because at least there's closure right now. Like, at least he can focus on this because I did kind of wonder, is that going to prove a distraction for you? I mean, here you are getting ready for a very dangerous opponent in Calvin Cater, somebody that's got a lot to prove. You know, he's coming off that disappointing performance. He's really going to show the world, that hey, I'm still that guy that everybody thought I was. I know that that didn't look so great last time, but I'm still that guy. Um, so he's hungry. He's ready. And, and Giga, you know – Three performance of the nights in a row. I mean, this dude's on a run, 7-0 and in the UFC. I mean, really seems to be clicking on all cylinders and wants that title shot. But I was a little bit kind of worried for him. Would this be a distraction, this kind of lingering title shot opportunity? So I won't say it's a blessing that it's – that it's done, that he didn't get it. Obviously, the blessing would have been getting a title shot because then you get a new contract, some fat checks. You know, that's the blessing. But I think maybe it's a good thing that he doesn't have to worry about – what's going on with that situation. He doesn't have to let his mind consider all that other stuff. It can really just focus on Calvin Cater. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy? No, no, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, I, it's, uh, Giga is, he's a, he's a character and it's funny. Like who was it that totally took me out of the, the loop today? Somebody, uh, was like, said like, uh, what's the name of that? Leon, the professional. The, it's the it's the movie that was uh, a French guy, and then it had Natalie Portman. It was Natalie Portman's first. Oh, I movie. saw you made a picture, and I I, I didn't know. So you didn't. You've never I'm, seen that movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw you've you posted that, that in movie. our Slack chat. I had zero idea what you were talking about. Okay, so that's like Natalie Portman's like debut movie. I loved the movie. I it's thought called, it was awesome. The movie's called Leon, Leon the, Prof- the Professional. Leon I think. the Professional. Yeah, that or maybe it was called Hitman. I want to say it was Leon the Professional, <laughs> it's or, Leon. or it's called the Professional. The Professional. 
But I think his name was Leon. So I think maybe it was it's Leon the professional. the professional hitman. Something along the lines. It might have just been called the professional, but it's got a professional super young like named Nat- Leon. <laughs> it's got a super young <laughs> Natalie Portman, and uh, but his whole outfit's literally like what he would wear. He wore a little beanie, and he had like the sunglasses. So somebody said that like early on, and it completely threw me off. So I couldn't stop thinking about it. So as he was up there chatting. I downloaded an image, and I'm like making this image that's where I'm hilarious. putting like Giga's face over. I wonder it. is I wonder if I wonder if that's like that's what he was going for. Like I'm the hitman. I'm the. I perf- think he's one that looked before though, and I didn't think about it. And now I now now I would just say okay, that's just his look, I guess. But uh, if he was, he, he should have been like using that and saying like I'm the hitman. I'm right. the blah 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 or whatever. Um, but it, it literally threw me off, and I couldn't stop thinking about it today. But if you've never actually seen it, it's actually a. It's I worth like the movie. Out. It's good. It's good. it's it's worth checking out. And it's funny because Natalie Portman even said like, because a lot of people sort of like she was like a young girl, but that was like homeless. He was protecting her, whatever. And there was a point where she started like feeling like womanly, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, she's Ooh. way too young." And so she was starting to get like people were sexualizing her after that. And she was like thirteen or fourteen or fifteen when Whoa. she was in this movie. But she, after the fact, was like, "Dude, they could never make that movie today because." Sensibilities and people would just right. freak the fuck out of having a young girl sort of do this. But this so, was like so in the Leon's 90s. a pedophile. No, <laughs> he was good. Like he was good. He was professional. But it was her trying oh, to come on to him. Oh, like because she was growing or whatever. And I think a lot of people now would be like, I can't believe you made a movie. And you had like a young girl like trying to come on this dude or whatever. Right. But it was like uh, <laughs> trying to what? Trying to what? <laughs> come on to this dude. <laughs> But it was a. Uh, I was gonna was let it really, go. But I, 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 know, I definitely but I was heard like, it. Oh, I, I can't, definitely I heard can't it. leave that fucking <laughs> alone. She was, but she was just like, uh, she was coming of age, and uh, but no, the movie was awesome. Uh, but uh, that was what Giga. So yeah, if if you guys haven't, I, uh, there's pictures that have floated around. It was fellows that fucked me up, Mark <laughs> that fucked me up, because he t- tweeted something, and that he gave me the inspiration to actually go find that image. So it totally threw me off through that whole interview. Um, but no, I mean, uh, Giga, he's got he's got his work put out for him. But man, he's on such a, a high right now. He's on such a level. And as much as Cater was just fighting whatever, uh, I just think Cater's coming in with all the mo- momentum in the world, man. So did and you take Cater in your picks? I did. Wow. I did. No, I, no, I'm sorry. I took. Uh, I said, did I say Cater was coming? Yeah, no, yeah. Chikadze. Okay. Chikadze's coming yeah, yeah. in with everything. Okay, I was like, what? I, no, no, no. I thought you were saying because he had I'm everything sorry, to prove. I, I'm getting thrown off because the Invicta feed starting to like oh, preview sorry. my thing. So I was like, <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, why am I getting a warning thing? And I literally, my, my wires got twisted. No, Giga is, uh, I picked Giga in this. This, this um, is, by the way, that mistake is totally because you're multitasking and not because you've been crushing no, winning pass through ribbon. I am crushing them. <laughs> But down. no, I have not There's got a, sloppy yet at all. A little all. pile of soldiers over there, you know, man. It, which, if I started slurring my words more when I was talking about girls and and, and coming on to <laughs> older men, you know. Moving on. <laughs> uh, no, I took Giga as well. Uh, you're, you're reigning uh, 2021 yes, MMA Junkie Staff Picks Champion. The official selection is... Giga Chikadze. So, I mean, I'm not saying you should tail me on that. In fact, I'm really saying you shouldn't. Uh, but I, I took Giga Chikadze as well. Um, you should, I, well, now it's the picks leader. Now we should uh, go into the pick section. Because in case we did, don't tell anybody. Uh, just give me give me your main card. 
Game, who, who'd you pick for? Uh, I got to give you my whole main card right no, now. Well, but there's only four. But I mean, fights. we're kind of gonna go. Well, <laughs> gonna I don't even the, know what the main card is anymore. Uh, dude, I no. guess that's true. Who? All right. Well, I guess we'll wait. <laughs> I, and I just want to get the picks. That I know. I forget to ask you. I I feel like I we picked the same on most of them. I think there might have been one or two. Um, did you pick Roy Val? I did pick Roy Val. I don't think I picked Roy Val. And now I'm after seeing him today. I'm like, uh, I probably should have picked. That's him. a good fight. That's a good fight. So here's good so fight. here's what's interesting. Um, the 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 bout order changed. I'm gonna, uh, you know, you're trying to get me to reveal my picks right away. I mean, I I guess I can. I'm gonna brand it. We're gonna give them. We won't get through all the picks. We'll eventually forget. And True. Okay. All right. I feel I, like we should start giving since we're now the pick peeps. I mean, this is we the both point where you champions. Pay, we both you pay your money, folks. This champions. is where you earn your money. Definitely not why anybody's listening. But my <laughs> picks, my picks, uh, Giga Chikatse, Caitlin Chukagian, Brandon Royval, Jake Collier, and Bill Algio. That was, uh, which now we have a different main card, so I guess things are going to get changed up a little bit uh, because it hasn't been published yet. So that's what I was going to get to. Uh, the the new co-main event is Jake Collier versus Chase Sherman. Which is I was, it really? Yes, and I'm a little surprised by that. I am too. I thought it was I, I thought it was Chukagian. Well, it originally was. So I thought if you're gonna move anything, you move uh, Rogerio Bontarini and Brandon Roy Vall. Like, what, wouldn't wouldn't you put that one in the co-main event if 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 it's you know if we're doing the the booking? So and, and I don't mean that as any disrespect to Jake Collier and, J, and Chase Sherman, who by the way. Um, we're both great, first of all, because they both we, we talked to both of them today. Both of them are, are like, hey, this is going to be a slugfest. We know nobody's moving backwards. We know it's just going to be stand-up. You know, Jake is like, I love this fight with Chase Sherman because, uh, I, you know, I know he's not going to shoot on me. I know that we can just stand and trade, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So Jake was great. Chase, I got to say, um, very introspective, man. Very uh, – kind of open about the difficulties gone through could really uh sense his frustration um I, I don't know I was really interested by the vibe of Chase Sherman he came in and he, and he wasn't unhappy I don't think I mean he came in uh he came into the media room and he's like hey uh is there coffee here anywhere and and, and the PR team was like yeah there's you know we give the media this crappy coffee thing back there but we've got a nice machine back here if you want he's like yeah I'll go get some coffee and and he you know he was like do you guys mind if I go get some coffee we're like no go he get some coffee he took a while i forgot that he was back there so he went to go I was get like, some did he, and then he comes with the starbucks i was like did he literally leave to go to no, starbucks no he went he went to go to the nice machine you know we get the we get the uh, jug we get the jug he didn't go to the jug heidi, heidi dean showed me where the good where the good coffee is but you can't really get there from where we are but i've had the good coffee it's one of those nice it's like a starbucks machine where like fresh grind everything and uh yeah man Fuck them. they got good coffee we got that bucket coffee that's been sitting there I was, which literally morning. i was like at the end of the day i went back there and got more coffee and it was still hot and i was just in, in my head i was like wow this bucket's great it's still warm and now i hear that there's a starbucks machine you gotta hit up hd she knows where the good coffee's at I'm sure. You can't go back. In the, you can't, we can't go through the double doors. I know. We're not allowed to go over there. But, you know, if, 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 you're, on the, uh, if you're on the floor uh, during the Apex events, uh, you can kind of sneak back there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right on the floor. Yeah, but if you're at the, yeah, that's where the good coffee is. So He went and got the good coffee. But then he came <laughs> back, and he sat down and he talked about it. And, listen, he said straight up, you know, this is the last fight of his contract. And, and, and he said – it was just intriguing because on the one hand he said, you know, listen – I really feel like I'm in a good place. I really feel like I'm growing. Um, I, I really feel like I'm making progress. Um, but then, at this, in, in the next breath, he's like, "But 
my life can go one of two ways here. You know, he's like, I win, and, you know, obviously, you know, they're probably going to get a new deal. Everything's good. You know, if I, if I lose, he, he kind of figured, you know, somebody asked him, is your job on the line? He's like, yeah, my job is absolutely on the line, and my life could go in an entirely different direction with a loss here. So, um, I don't know. It just it was one of those ones where I just every now and then you kind of feel bad for somebody. You're like, man, is he is he okay? Is he in a, is he in a, is he in a decent spot? And well, it, didn't, it didn't feel to me. Like, but then he got up and he was like, "Did I do okay?" Like he was talking yeah. to his coach. He was like, "Did I do okay?" So I, he was he was totally his his the perception of his energy level was very very down. And even people were marked on the on yeah. the stream as well. I just happened to look at the stream and people were like. Wow, he looks like totally down or looks out of it, you know. And, well, I, I guess mean, that's why I mentioned it because I, I guess if you only watch, like, if you go watch our videos, obviously all of our videos are on MMA Junkie, they're on our YouTube channel. Um, if you watch the video, I think you're probably gonna have the same impression we do. They're like that dude's going. Now, by the way, I picked Jake Collier, yeah. so I mean, I've already picked against him. But if you were like, oh, I, I feel really good about my Sherman pick here, and then you see that and go, whoa, this dude's heads yeah. out of it, I would just let you know he was not like that on the way in. He was not like that on the way out. Yeah. But as he That's sat true. there, as he sat there, it did feel very much like, oh, yeah. God, if the two interviews were juxtaposed over each other, like you would see one and you'd be like, wow, this guy looks energized. Looks he's having a great weak he's not hurting or whatever and you look at the other guy and you're like does he even want to be there but you're right going in there he was absolutely fine he had better energy and then he had better energy when he left and uh you know it's kind of funny because even jake said he was kind of nervous you know going into it you know so mm -hmm. maybe he had a little bit of that nervous energy but chase has done a million of those interviews as well you know like he's a pro so it's just weird how some people you know immediately almost like once the recording starts their personality changes a yeah, little yeah. bit either for the good or the good or the worse but um yeah i mean chase always brings it i'm never ever worried about chase going into a fight flat he might start slow or maybe whatever but he's the kind of guy too he takes a shot and then he wakes up and he snaps out of it um it's funny i was thinking about uh jake wasn't Jake one of the ones that we said he's one of the only fighters that has fought in the three divisions mm -hmm. of the UFC? And mm -hmm. I had looked again, and obviously Jake's a big boy, but this fight's a heavyweight fight. But, I mean, I know he's fought light heavy and he's fought middleweight, if I'm correct. That's crazy. That is crazy. And sometimes he goes between, like, that and the and the light heavy. I think one of the last times he fought was a light heavy or something. Um, he's, had, he's, had, he's had three in a row, three in a row now at heavyweight. I think this is his fourth in a row. So I mean, I think he's firmly he, he entrenched in that heavyweight I mean, like, division. That's now. tough. I mean, but he's a big boy, man. Yeah. And uh, but I love I love his personality. I love his energy. But Chase is always one to bring it as well. I think I picked Chase the last one, and I was a little surprised because he came out sort of flat and he didn't give me what I thought. We're what he kind we're of alluded to, to having some it. personal problems, right? Like yeah. he kind of alluded to. I can see where somebody might look at the interview today and be like, oh, I bet he's still going through some stuff, you know. And maybe it is. I mean, how can you not still go into your last fight um, and not have that do something to you? Mm -hmm. You know, some people, I'm sure they want to amp get amped up and and go in there and, and throw hands and go crazy. But you think that would carry over to today. You think you would see that sense of urgency. You think you would see some sort of like, I really got to go. And I mean, he said the words, but it was just hard sort of buying into it but mm -hmm. after watching enough chase sherman over the years i know he's going to give it i know he's going to deliver it um but it's hard to separate from what you saw today from what you're gonna you know you're gonna see um i trust in the fact that he's gonna show up but you see that today and you're just like wow one guy looked like he's ready for a fight the other guy looked like his head's not even in it know. you know so uh i don't put too much in in today again 
you know, the energy and what comes out on uh, weigh-in day is going to be completely different as well. That's a better judgment when I sure. look to see how somebody's actually looking and what I think about the fight. And that's usually the day that sometimes we'll switch our picks because we're just like, holy cow, you know, both of them look big, but now I see them across from each other, and you're like, one guy's ginormous, or right. one guy looks into it, the other guy looks actually a little out of it, or a little scared, you know. Um, that's when we really get to look at things. So I don't put too much into media days, but typically, you know, media days are easy. You know, you want them to come in there and sort of say the right things and give you that look like, hey, they're having fun, they're glad to be there. And when you just go off face value today, maybe people probably didn't think that he looked like he even wanted to be there. But um, I think he does want to be there. And, I mean, he like he loves fighting for the UFC. He loves doing stuff. So, But he's going to bring it. I mean, I've never been worried about Chase Sherman bringing well, it when it comes down to it. The fact that, yes, this lineup got shuffled a lot today, but the fact that, at least as of right now, as we're sitting down recording this, that is the co-main event. Yeah. I think that, should, that goes through. Because the matchmakers are building the card. You know, they want, they want to kind of build yeah. some momentum. I think that goes to show you what the matchmakers are expecting from that fight as well, right? If and they're willing to boys. give it that. I think they like big boys, of too. Course. You know, like that always – you know, big boys are always going to you know, if, if you're going to get them, uh, maybe they're – somebody reminded them about the stat with Chukagi, and they're like, oh, we want another decision in the co-main? <laughs> How about we put the big boys and hope for a knockout? <laughs> That's fair, which, by the way, if you didn't see the stat of Kaylin <laughs> Chukagian's first nine UFC wins have all come via decision. decision. So. Uh, yeah, that's the stat that you're referring to. So if she wins, it's probably going 15 minutes. Uh, so that's your new co-main event. I did go with Jay Collier, so we'll, we'll see how that one plays out. Big moment for Chase Sherman, though, for sure, and he laid it out there. Uh, Rogerio Bontarine versus Brandon Royval. Um, man, honestly, I'm, that is the fight that I'm I'm probably most circled on the main card as far as – I mean, outside of Cater Chikadze, obviously that's going to be a great fight in the main event. But Bontarine Royval, I think that's going to be a fantastic fight. And – uh, you know, Royval came in with a lot of energy and admitted, you know, he's had two losses in a row now. Now, one, you know, was an injury. The second he admits, I, I probably rushed back from injury a little bit too bit, uh, a little too fast, I should say, and came back, a, you know, a little too early on that. Um, and, 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 you know, wanted to be clear, I'm not trying to make excuses. You know, he said, you know, Pantoja beating me, uh, you, know, you know, legit, I made a mistake. I made a tactical error. He's like, but I don't think I was 100%, and I realized that that was probably irresponsible of me. Uh, he did say that, you know, losing by submission stung him more than anything because it, it really, really burns him. But he says, look, I'm 100% now. And uh, he's got an interesting he's got an interesting piece, right? Because I asked him, I said, hey, you know, has there been any conversation with you in your camp about maybe trying to be a little bit less frantic, you know, maybe trying to be a little bit more uh, paced, you know, mo- I don't want to say moderately paced, but just a little bit more under control. Um, and he said, yeah, to be honest with you, that's all we've talked about. But it's such a weird thing, you know, like that is kind of who he is as a fighter. And I think in some ways it's his strengths. I don't think you want to go away from it too much. But at the same time, you know, I, I do think that he puts himself in some bad situations. Uh, and Rogero Bunterin can certainly capitalize on that if he does that. So he said, look, I've, I've got to fight a little bit more under control. And we'll see what he does. On the one hand, I want him to do that because I do think he's, a, you know, an elite level talent. And I think him doing that would be beneficial. On the other hand, that is who he is, you know, and I think it, sometimes if you get away from who you are and try to adapt a different game plan and try to adapt a different mindset, you end up being not as successful because those were the things that made you who you are. So I, I think he's in a really kind of unique and, and maybe even a challenging place in this fight. Yeah, man, I'm really, really looking for that fight. And funny enough, I, I was getting you to talk about your picks. That, according, I think everything else in the main cart, we have the same one. That's right. the that's the fight that we chose opposite. So I, you went, took Bontarine? I, I went Bontarine on that I one. I can't blame you on that one, man. Obviously, he's. I think he's a guy that's probably flown under a lot of people's radars. I just wish I saw him today. Wait, we did see him. <laughs> 
It's the other one I didn't see. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I, think, was he like, was, I think he was second, bro. <laughs> he was second. He it was, was second. It, it, that was during that uh, that period where we were just kind of <laughs> That was the other. first of the first four hours we were there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, to me, I got that one circled. I think that should be a fantastic that fight. That should be fun. Caitlin Chukagian versus Jennifer Maya as well. You know, a big one there, rematch. It, it's, it's, it's tough because – it could be a stinker. It could. I could, could see why they. Now, I understood why they had on the, the co-main. Once hot, I saw that, I was, like, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that should be good." And then I was like, "Wow, that could really be. Uh, that could be that, a not that, great." Co-main that's what I'm worried well. about. That's what. It's funny because all right, so they're 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 two highly ranked opponents, right? So I mean, yep. it's a relevant fight in the division. Totally. Now I've said this all along, and I still feel this way. I, I, it's just really hard for me to get excited about contender matchups at 125 pounds in yeah. any stretch just because I know that they're going to face Valentina Shevchenko. But, uh, you know, these are two highly ranked opponents, but as you said, the way their styles come together, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be the most exciting fight that we've ever had. And on top of that, it's a rematch of a fight that didn't happen all that long. I mean, yeah, it was two years, but it's just like it's it's not like it was one of those ones you're like, dude, I got to see that one again. Is it, right. So it's a, it's a weird one. But, you know, I respect it. And they're very evenly matched as well. I mean, like, if I think if it's one of those ones where they really are countering each other. It could be. It, it, I guess that's what the perception of somebody might be like. Oh, maybe it's not so exciting because if they're so evenly balanced, right? Sometimes when you're seeing a lot of great action, you're just like, oh my god, that was a great fight. But in this one, they literally cancel themselves out a little yeah. bit. So it could be one of those ones where you're just like, oh. But you know what? I respect. You know, Kay- Caitlin was in there today, and I respect what she said, which is, you know, because I asked her, I'm like, hey, you know, a rematch of a fight that you've already won, like, yeah. it, like you've been at the top of this division. It's the same damn. Feels like it's the same damn names up there at the top of the division that just kind of move around a little bit. Yeah. And I respect what she said. It's like, look, I'm good with it. Like, I'm, I'm good. But she said, I'll fight these lower-ranked people. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, it's funny because you could hear it I one way I don't need that another. high rank. Just give me that money. Where well, have we heard that before? Well, it did. It, did, it had a little Sean O'Malley-esque <laughs> in it. It had a little that? Sean O'Malley. But, but, you know, I like what she's saying, too. I, you know, and I know that Kaylin gets hated on a lot. And so I think depending on how you take her quotes, you can, you can give a lot of different context to them. And you may just be like, oh, she's looking for the easiest fight that she can. I don't think that's the truth. I mean, she's just like, hey. Give me these fresh faces. She's like, I see these new fighters coming to the division, and I get excited. Like, I, I'm like, that girl looks good. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's fight. So um, I, I like that she's saying, look, I, I'll fight anybody. Like, I will really fight anybody. And it did have that Sean O'Malley-esque in it yeah. where it's like, hey, the lower rank, the better. I'm cashing <laughs> paychecks. And, and, hey, that's true. I'll be honest. Hey, look, if I was, in the, game, if I was in the game, that would definitely be my approach. Like, give me the worst person available. Uh, I will definitely take that. Somebody fresh off an injury, you I'll know, first fight back. Yeah, okay. Somebody that Maybe just got back, back from COVID. <laughs> yeah, somebody that, yeah, you know, had a serious surgery on something. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll take that one. Maybe somebody who's several losses in a row. They might have some confidence issues. I'll take I'll them. I'll take that one. I'll take that. Yeah, it's not an insult to me. No, it's <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, all right. Vyacheslav Borshev versus Dakota Harry Bush. Say uh, that three times. I don't know. <laughs> so this one got promoted to the main card. Um, so th- this is the kind of the surprise, and they got bumped up a little bit. Of course, Vyacheslav Borshev, I mean, uh, he is a very talented striker as well, man. I mean, how impressive was him with, with that knockout of Chris Duncan on Dana White's contender series to win his way in there. So good on him to get on here on the, on the main card in his first outing. Originally <laughs> was supposed to be a prelim uh, and, and facing uh, – Harry Bush. Harry Bush. Good old Harry Bush. <laughs> good old Harry Bush. Which uh, there was a funny moment in, uh, in Brandon Royval's interview yeah. where he was asked about – uh, where he got the nickname Raw, and I, to be honest, with you, I didn't know that either. That yeah. his nickname Raw Dog was a drunk a person fan. in the fan, a drunk fan saying uh, uh, Brandon Raw Dog him or something yeah. like that. And 
And uh, so that ended up sticking. He's like, yeah, man, we got – and, and I guess he said that he used it uh, when he was in LFA just to see if they would use it, just to see if he could get Raw Dog on TV, basically. So I guess that means that did, did Izzy then steal that when he, when he Raw Dog Costa? Oh. Is Izzy now Raw Dog? He's <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. He's so wrong. <laughs> Because uh, he raw dogged him. So he said, "Yeah." So Brandon, so we, you know, so he was asked about his nickname, and Brandon brings up. He's like, "Yeah, man, me and Harry Bush are on the same card." He was like, <laughs> so "He's funny. like, we definitely getting canceled." So funny the way his his uh, it was just funny because it, it reminded me like a like what we do. We talk about stupid shit, and we become thirteen year olds giggling about it. But it was just funny to watch a professional fighter up there kind of have that moment too, where he was just like, hey, "Yeah, it's kind of funny," you know, it's yeah. like, "Dude, it is, it is." Harry Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So bad. All right. Uh, main main card rounds out with Bill Algio versus oh, – by the way, we didn't make picks on that one. I, well, we did make picks on it, but um, I think I took Borchef in that one, which uh, that should actually get bumped up now. Poor, poor Matt Erickson. This is the first one of the year, and he's going to have to scramble with these, oh, with these picks. Oh, I took Algio on that one. No, I'm talking about the in Borchef and Bush. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did not pick that one. No, we did, but, but we, we have to pick the whole card. But we've done that before when they've switched, and, and if it's been past his pick, he but hasn't, he hasn't changed but it. He ha- but he hasn't, uh, he hasn't put him out He yet. hasn't put it out yet. Oh, that's true. So that one should get bumped up. Do you remember who you took Unless Erickson's like, no. <laughs> he was already so funny. All right, so poor Matt has to do these to, to do the picks, and he has to put it all together. And it's kind of a pain working with the the setup of the page to, to get everything in there. So it's just he a likes bunch these, of HTML coding. Yeah, dude. It's so he hard. likes to get it done early, you know. And then already today, you know, because even going in the end of the last year, he's like, guys, can we be better next year? Can we be better? And already this year, uh, I think Danny was the one. Uh, who was late? He was like off to a great start, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh snap!" Right from the get go. So yeah, I'm sure he's just it is, human. It over is, the if, fact. Yeah, if you ever see our MMA Junkie staff picks grid, if you had access to the back end to see how it's put together, like there has to be a better way to do it. So you know, what, if anybody's like a graphic designer or something, just has it, can, it seems like it should be something easy. It seems like it should be something easy, dude. It is the most complicated coding process ever, and so. Yeah, it's. I think it's just the bane of Matt Erickson. I think if we did go basically. to just an image, an, an embedded image, where if he puts like an image template together, where and then all he has to do is just embed the image, as opposed to that pulling from some chart that pulls other stuff or something. I don't know if those the faces hyperlink out. I don't think they do. No, I think he actually puts in like little JPEGs. Yeah, because that's why sometimes they're shipped. But the off. whole, but the whole frame. Yeah, there's sort of that's the I wonder size if it's better to it build an image outside of it and just embed the image or something. Well, if you're a graphic designer that sees our staff picks page <laughs> and has an idea of how we can build it, because right now it is the most complicated HTML coding you've ever seen yeah. along with a bunch of JPEGs and Matt Erickson <laughs> has no hair to pull out or otherwise he would literally pull it all out. That's why on some of the ones there's been in the past where the image has been wrong, and I'm like, I don't even want to bring it up because I know it's a pain in the butt. Oh, I'm where we had like, like the wrong fighter. Where in they there. had the wrong face in there. Yeah, yeah. Like I forget one of the ones. It, it was it was the totally wrong. It wasn't even the same girl that was in there. I was like, that's not I'm the right not image, but anything. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, that's funny. All right, Bill Algio versus Joe Anderson Brito. This is the one that's kind of up in the air. So uh, as it stands right now, we've got uh, ten fights, but. Uh, there's a little concern that maybe we go down to nine. Joe Anderson Brito's uh, initial yes. test was inconclusive. <laughs> nine. 
Let's make this happen, universe. So Bill Bill Algio, by the way, uh, senior perfecto, former uh, CFSC vet, uh, a fun fighter. Uh, I actually picked him uh, here as well. I kind of I, I, I might have CFFC homered you, a little bit for him because Joe Anderson Brito is a very talented fighter that looks very scary. Yeah, uh, but Bill Algio, Bill Algio is fun. Um, but I, I will say this: he uh, he's a fun fighter. But um, so <laughs> we asked him kind of the unique situation that he was in. Like, hey, you, you're aware of everything that's going on, right? And he's like, yeah, they told me. And he's like. He didn't seem that stressed. He, he's basically saying, "Look, I don't care who I fight. I just know. I just need to know if I need to cut weight." He's like, "That's the only thing." He's like, "I really, honestly, do not care who's on the other Makes side of the cage." Makes he's a like, lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've got this mental thing of like, "Can I have some water right now?" You know. But it wouldn't be one thing if they were like, you know, if it doesn't, if it falls through, you're going to get your show. You know, maybe right. that's a lot of whatever. But it's funny he wasn't even thinking about money. He was no. just like, "I would just." I'm just worried about this, whether I need to kill myself so for the next Here's the funny hours. part, too. On top of that, which was a pretty funny ad, too, but totally understandable, it, you know, I asked him kind of what this is like, and he was like, well, when I heard there were some positive tests, I was hoping it was somebody in <laughs> Calvin Cater's so camp funny. because I want to fight Giga Chikaze. He has been calling out Giga Chikaze since he was in the CFFC. That's hilarious. I don't know. I, I don't know where. Like, I, I really honestly, I should ask him the genesis of Do you it. remember when? Like, what time frame? I'm, I'm going to pull up Giga, and I wonder what time frame, what Giga was doing at I that mean, point. it was probably a year ago, but. Uh, Only a year? Yeah. Well, Giga was still I mean, killing Giga was still doing okay. Yeah. yeah. But basically, it was a CFFC event, and CM Punk, you know, after he wins, you know, goes over to interview him and talks to him, and is like, you know, hey, so what's next for you? You know, thinking maybe, hey, I want that CFFC title or whatever. He's like, I want to fight Giga Chikatsu. That dude sucks, and like, I should be in the UFC, and that dude's terrible. I was like. All right. So I don't yeah. know what his I mean, deal is with Giga Chikaze, but even today, unprompted, he's like, when I heard there was a positive test, I was I hoping it was so Calvin Cater so I could jump in and fight Giga Chikaze. I mean, looking at when you go back and look at 20, just looking at 2020, it wasn't like Giga was crushing through like big names Jamal Emmers, Erwin Rivera, Omar Morales, Jamie Simmons. Um, I mean, it's not like what was going on 2021 where, you know, he goes Cub Swadenson. Edson Barboza, like, those are killer names. I would never call out a dude that goes through those guys. But maybe he thought, like, I don't know, maybe maybe saw him, uh, Giga back on his gladiator challenge days, and he's like, that guy's nothing. That guy's nothing, you know? I mean, because he didn't have the big names initially when he was coming in. But I don't know. I mean, like, there's a lot of these Cage Fury guys I've been I've seen. Uh, they got swagger. So maybe oh, something yeah. about these guys. Like, they're very, very sure of themselves coming in from there. Uh, but I thought that was funny. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. He's like, not that I'm wishing anybody to get sick, but I, you know what? If I they did. I remember. I remember now. It just came back to it because I couldn't remember what the genesis of it was. Uh, Algio was in LA, like on vacation, and wanted to get some training in, and so he went to Kings. And while he was at Kings, I guess he just wanted to kind of go in and move around a little bit. Yeah. And I think he said like Giga like tried to just take his head off while they were sparring uh. and stuff, and he's like fuck you doing dude like we in here trying to go soft or whatever yeah. so i remember the he's genesis of it now he's sean strickland him dude <laughs> he did he's sean strickland him and uh and so bill doesn't like that and by the way so we did ask about uh we did ask uh giga about or started to ask giga about algio i'm like hey you guys are on the same card have you crossed paths and uh and 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 giga who by the way is one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet and is su always super nice to me is just like fuck that guy yeah, like, I don't, I don't even want to talk, talk about, about it. it. I was like, <laughs> "All right, we shall move on then." Uh, so that's your main card. We'll see if that fight happens. Hopefully, it does. Uh, I he guess was funny a little bit today when he was like, hey, "When he was like, I don't want to talk about you know so and whatever, you know, I just want to talk about me and now and my future." And then every once in a while, somebody else said. 
put it in there yeah, again. And on. he'd talk a little bit more. But come on. You know, talk about the just title. You know, talk a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah, it should should be a, should be an entertaining card. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Again, I, I'm just, like I said, I, I hate to be the, the negative guy. I'm just, I'm worried, man, that more tests are going to come back. That I more... would call that you being the positive guy and positively us because having they're a gonna shorter test, night. Because they're going to test positive. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, let's start the year off with an easy night. Uh, by the way, uh, on the prelims, uh, the, the one that uh, you know I have circled now, uh, Ramiz Brahmimaj against Court, Court McGee. I think that could be an absolute banger. Uh, I, I did have Said Yakub Kakaramanov against uh, Brian Kelleher, but Said Yakub was out. Another CFFC vet. Uh, that kept, was going to be a good. That fight. was. Gonna I be, was I really. Thought, that I was stoked about that. I thought that was going to be an absolute that banger on the prelims. Fucking great fight. Kevin Kroom stepping in on incredibly short notice again. So Kevin Kroom was cashing bonus checks before. We'll, we'll see if he can get it done this time around. Charles Rosa, another guy that stepped in on incredibly short notice, right? How about that? Jumped on a plane from Boston last night. Just like, come on, let's go. Uh, so, you know, they, they kept this thing together. It's 10 fights. Um, we'll see. Hopefully it stays at 10 fights. You know, I was kind of I was kind of thinking about this earlier. You know, a lot of stuff is made about this, the $74.99 price of the UFC pay-per-views. We've had a lot of discussion it about that. It it does suck. You know, we, we had a debate on spinning back click about whether or not it's um it's a good thing for the sport or if it's a bad thing for the sport. And my my position is basically like, well, it's, it's not a good thing. You can't say it's a good thing because there's nobody that's going to go like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm I, I didn't used to tune in at sixty nine nine nine, but I'm definitely going to tune in now at seventy four nine nine. So I can't you can't say it's a good thing. I don't yeah, because it's, it's not like the money's being earmarked for anything particular. It's not like they're well, saying we're raising five bucks for fighters, or we're even saying five bucks to go to some school charity that's going to advance the young fighters in the in the you know growing up. I, I mean, can't remember who brought up that point that had they said that this is going directly into fighter pay. Yeah, that could have been a huge PR move, and nobody well, would have said sure. a word. But of course, and, and again, as we pointed out, spinning back click, and I'll point again here. Uh, it is an ESPN decision. It's not a UFC yeah. decision. So you gotta you gotta understand that. But because um, unless things have changed, from what I was always under the impression was when they came on and they made the deal, ESPN took the pay per views under them their wing and they said, okay, UFC, we understand that you usually do this much and we know that you usually get this amount of bunch of money. Yeah. We are going to give you a hundred and whatever something million it was at the time. Uh, for each year, and we're going to take over the pay per views. Correct. And so the UFC gets that guaranteed money. Correct. So I believe this is there a decision. is some, this. Yeah, this is them trying to recoup their this money. This is them trying to do their thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure the UFC still has some sort of sway in the fact of, you know, uh, I'm sure they make a business decision because they're not going to let the uh, ESPN price point it to a point where nobody actually tunes in because that does them no favor either. So I'm sure there is some sort of leeway, but honestly. It's an ESPN decision on an ESPN platform. Right. When it boils down to it, of course they're not going to shoot themselves in the foot and, and outprice it too much. But I don't know what Dana and the UFC really can do to stop it. I don't think at they can do point. anything. To I stop don't think it. they can do anything. Well, here's here's so here's my so my point was I don't think it's necessarily bad because the question was will this hurt fan interest? I don't think it will. And I'm, a, a couple of reasons. I'm going to say number one, if MMA is your thing and UFC is your thing, it's your thing. You're going to pay for it. Yeah. Or you're going to obtain it however you're going to obtain it. But it's your thing and you're going to do yeah, it, right? Just, just skip a Jake Paul fight every once in a while. Save those And that saves save your difference dollars, right there. And here's that, your $5. That saves <laughs> your difference. So I don't. I think people are still going to buy it. And listen, man, dude, inflation right now, like everything is more expensive. Everything is raising prices. So it's unfortunate, but I just don't see people take it. I just I, – may, maybe there will be some. But I don't see people not getting into the sport and being like, ah, it's just too expensive. I can't do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just see if it's your thing, 
it's your thing. But the one thing, the especially one, if you're only going to buy like one pay per view. I mean, granted, it's, yeah. it's the hardcore ones that maybe budget out because it is. Because I can hear Dana. We all hear Dana's voice in our heads like it's just five dollars more. But you're right. The difference of five to ten dollars is is easy when you start thinking like that. But when you think I'm like, okay, I was already paying almost seventy. Yeah. Now you're asking me to pay like eighty dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who know? cares? Then you're just like, okay, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, is it the biggest? Jump, no, but when you start seeing that number, it's hard to to not have initial shock value it is. when you see the number. Because it was already big before. And know? by the way, should qualify this by saying, uh, in fairness, we don't pay for pay-per-views. You know, we right. we, we get reimbursed by our employer. Well, because I that's mean, a, if we're not there. That's I mean, we're yeah, yeah. there anyway. Well, we're there most of many. But I'm saying if we have to buy it. Right. So, I mean, I guess sometimes I feel – I don't want to say unqualified to speak on this, but I feel like it's almost unfair because I don't actually have to pay that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do, and then I and then I get paid back. Well, so I was gonna say that even then, I'm like, I know I'm gonna get reimbursed, but it fucking sucks to see that money debit out. To go out, out seventy five. Yeah, I'm just like, Ugh. I just feel like if it's your thing, it's. Your, I don't think it's gonna hurt fan interest, but I, I could be wrong. But you know, so I'm, I'm I'm torn on. So all right, so the point I wanted to make the other day that I forgot to make and I didn't make is I will say this. Here's the other thing about the price. Yes, it definitely sucks. The good thing is, right now, since everything is under ESPN, those pay-per-views are pretty damn stacked. You know what I mean? They've been loading those pay-per-views. Before, if you think yeah. if you think back to like the Fox era, because think about this. I mean, there was a point where there, for a while we were, we were getting two or three title fights every pay-per-view. Well, and I think we're – I mean, I know that we just you know have the, the, the like, Masvidal Covington one coming up. You know, yeah. that's good. But I, I do think the lineups have been pretty good. I think they're trying to do the, – Here, here's what I'm saying is that – I'm not, and again, I'm not saying it justifies it, but you know, if you think about during the Fox era, during the Fox era, they had to be very careful, right? Because Fox would be like, "Hey, bro, you just loaded up that pay per view with all these fights. We're network television. We write you a pretty big check. We want big fights too." And the good thing is now that all the checks are coming from ESPN, they can load those pay per views up because ESPN's trying to make that revenue, right? So they don't yeah. have an issue. So they get the whole pie. So I do think that they're gonna, you know, continue to try to load these pay per views up as much as possible. I I don't think it's a but 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 here's the other thing I go back to. You remember back in the days when 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 the USC was kind of building up and and really uh you know kind of coming into the mainstream. And Dana used to talk about what boxing did wrong, and he was like, "Boxing man, they put everything on pay per view. They put everything on pay per view, and and that hurt the sport because you couldn't watch the big fights because they were all on pay per view." And now, of course, pay-per-view's been part of their model forever, but now it's a $75 pay-per-view. And now maybe even if you are stacking the pay-per-views, you're putting all the big fights on pay-per-view only. I mean, I'm sure he would sit here and argue back, but, hey, we're still doing ESPN. We're still doing ESPN+. And he'd be right. They're only doing 12 pay-per-views a year. They're doing 30 non-pay-per-views. But I don't know. It is it is interesting. Like, on the one hand, the $5 price increase doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers a lot of people, or at least – the, the, I got sticker shock too. It does sound like a big number. I mean, I'm seventy five dollars does still sound like a big number, but I don't think it's necessarily detrimental to the sport. But I don't know, man. I weigh in all those things about, you know, I feel like we've been down this road before. So I am kind of interested to see how this how this all plays out. You know, will there be any fan backers? I don't think there will be. I think people are just. I mean, gas goes up. I don't start. I don't stop driving. You know what I mean? I guess I certainly bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went. Yeah. Made a trip down to Cali. Everybody's gonna bitch, but yeah. they're still gonna pay. I went. I when I went to. Uh, so last weekend, when I it was the last weekend before we had to uh, start doing fights again. So I decided. Well, I got the day off. I was like, I'm gonna just drive down to Cali. Let me just get out. Went and bought some lotto tickets. And on the turnaround, I was like, let me just get gas. Yep. I didn't even think about it. 
it was over five dollars a gallon oh. in California. I was like, oh my god. I'm so glad I don't live I here. I was like, I should have like. Well, they charge gas. they charge you like crazy out on the on out on I-15 because they know yeah, there's I'm no. Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, no probably maybe it was even jumped. But I was like, I saw that and I was like, I could never live here. Or something. Well, I can relate to my own life. So normally on a, on a a rather frequent basis. I will go to uh, the local gas station and pick up a couple of frosty beverages. <laughs> uh, and the amount of frosty beverages, couple thirty packs. Ah, uh, I wouldn't go that. Couple, but couple maybe, maybe, maybe like, maybe like, packs. maybe you know, the amount of, of of beverages that I get on this rather routine basis uh, used to cost me eleven dollars. Now it costs me fourteen dollars. And this this price change just happened recently. Fuckers, I still buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you're right, but I mean, man, I'm, the the sticker price does look something. And you're right, you know, you think that it's not, you know, most people will just suck it up and and, and do it. But man, when you look at this card, just looking at 270, I don't want to pick on 270. Um, the main the main card is good. The main card, there's even some I'm like, wow, okay, this could be really good. But man, when you start going down the line, no offense to the prelims and the early prelims. When you think you're paying more than you've ever paid before, but when you look at the prelims and early prelims, while there are some decent fights with, through it, do I feel like top to bottom, it's like the card that I would tell folks, hey, this is the this is the card that you're going to pay more than you've ever paid before. This shouldn't be that card, you know. Like, it's tough because you're Good right. For a while it. there, they've they've pushed some of these cards. You're just like, oh my goodness, this card is the sickest pay per view I've seen ever or in quite some time mm -hmm. this is not that card you know and to think that you're actually raising it and and maybe Do you think dynamic pricing would be better where certain cards cost more and other cards don't or do no, you think that's then, bad then i think people would just be like then people would just be like i personally think this card was worth more than that i think it's probably better if they just blanketly raise it right and then people just get over it but yeah, when you look at this card and you think like, man, this, I'm, you're gonna ask me to pay more than I've ever paid for a card before when I know that UFC 200 or whatever was so much better than this, you know, and I paid, you know, fifteen dollars less or whatever. I think people get over it. It's just, I think when you when you said the inflation thing, I think once you said that and I started wrapping my head around, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Then I then I immediately start thinking like you know you can't fight inflation you can't all you can do is sort of just grin and bear it and you know? sports rights fees right now or I mean everybody's talking about the next deal that the UFC gets is going to be but this massive is the same deal. this is I, I, well I know but I'm saying like yeah. the, I think I think ESPN I think ESPN maybe the cost to put on the events is is costing more well, you well, know, for no, them so then well I don't I I think ESPN is probably using this as like hey man. UFC's hot. Let's take in the. I'm not saying they're bringing in the yeah. revenue to keep it all in the UFC. I think they're probably looking at other things. I mean, to the news that you see out there right now, like Amazon is starting to bid with for sports rights. Apple is going to start bidding for sports rights. Dude, do you know how much that could change again? Amazon well, the, and but Apple. But both of them have streaming platforms that they need to have content yes, for as they well. Do. Exactly. So it's not like it's just anybody going. So I can. But see think them. about the cash reserves that they have. Dude. Yeah. Like they have so much money that I, I'm kind of interested by that. Like. Amazon and Apple getting into it. Now, from the UFC, if I've got Amazon, Apple, and ESPN bidding for my services, holy yeah. shit, I'm feeling good about that. But will will Amazon or Apple take? Because I, I will say, man, I think ESPN's done a good job of presenting the sport, man. I think they've, I think they've, and their platform's good. I mean, like their platform's good. solid. I mean, they have so much content on there, there, and the the platform works. The stream works for the most part. 
I mean, I've, I've had very, very few ever hiccups to where I'm watching it. It has happened where something's acted up on the player. Something maybe didn't work on my yeah, Roku yeah. and I pull up something else. But for the most part, the platform works. Um, I saw something the other day. I think it was a stock guy talking about, you know, he was talking about Netflix and whatever. And I thought it was interesting. He raised the point, have we got to the point where the all these streaming platforms have pushed the bandwidth to the most where people are like, there's just too much yeah. to be able to consume. So you have to then at that point find, what can I find to differentiate? I mean, I have personally subscribed. Like, I have Amazon Prime. Right. I have the Netflix. I have the Showtime. Yep. I have the Hulu. I have the, you know, there's a couple other ones that I have on there. And it's just like, I don't even get to all of it. And at some point, you're just like, when is the point where we're just like, do we have too much now? Well, see, that's what I kind of wonder if, if UFC – because, man, if Amazon and Apple write those checks, you got to go where the checks are being written, right? Yeah. But would they would they be almost like, I don't want to say a, a, a nameless face aside, but at that point, do they literally just be, I mean, look, to me, we've talked about it before. If you listen to the show for a long time, the UFC is not a fight company anymore. It is a, a, a global media company. Media Their company, job is right. to create content, right? Yep. Their but, fight library is literally a diamond field that they're just sitting on. So what if it goes to Amazon or Apple and like does Amazon at least with ESPN, yeah. at least ESPN is a sports product. So yes, yeah. they're also a global media company. They are also just looking at content, but at least it's the place for sports, yeah. right? So like you're still elevating this as a sport. <laughs> Whereas I wonder if it goes to an Apple or an Amazon, does it literally like do they care anymore? Like are they like, Yeah, we created this program, we could because they don't really know how to present sports so at that point does it just become like just a thing under our umbrella of right, things just another option i mean it's tough because disney i mean the, the big thing about disney plus a lot of people have always said that while their library while their amount of content is currently growing it's still fall it's still the least of all, all the, the streaming, streaming platforms disney plus is i mean i love the options that they have but for the longest point i was like this is it this is it mm -hmm. i mean they're constantly I getting more so by proxy of them being under ESPN, Disney Disney still has a hold of this stuff that ESPN's going. I think they would probably fight tooth and nail to try to keep that still underneath the ESPN banner and not let somebody else scoop it, unless the money is just absolutely crazy for them. I mean, because without, I mean, ESPN has to be one of the biggest expenditures for the Disney absolutely profile, absolutely like. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. the amount of money that they're throwing around. But also, they're also creating the most content out of anything. I mean, like, you're starting to have Disney parks now even, I think, even question whether they need to close again. And they just got over the hump of just get opening back up. So half of what Disney is getting their money is part of these, like, the streaming platform. So I think even though while Apple and Amazon constantly are always looking for some other product... To take it out from underneath ESPN, which I think people look for how they're able to deliver and give it, I think it would fall flat because like, yeah. there would be nothing. There's no way to really deliver it. You go to Amazon Video to watch stuff. It's just a regular page. like there's, And you're just going through, and I'm looking, and half the time I'm like, okay, I don't see anything new. I'm not going to look at it. Right. The same thing when I go to the Apple Plus area. I'm just like, it's just I look at the, 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 the offerings, I'm like, okay, do I see anything? No, and then I'm gone. Yeah. You know, at least with ESPN being able to do it, I think the only way for the sport to keep growing is you need to have 
the people that are pushing it and the way that the I ESPN agree. platform with that's the what I'm saying if it's just selling it that's what I'm saying like would it disappear if it goes that, that's that I think it would that's what I'm scared about a little bit you know obviously I've 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 watched firsthand how this thing has gone yeah. from zero to you know where it is now and it's amazing yeah. but I mean sports rights are getting crazy I mean you see this deal right now DAZN is going to buy BT Sport and and the only reason essentially the the the, the reason they're buying it is how because the zone still got money oh bro they're Russian billionaires dude they got money Jeez. But 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 the zone they want to buy BT Sport literally just so because BT Sport has uh, rights access to the Premier League, rights access to the Champions League, and they got people. So rather than going to bid on all that and and right and and building out an infrastructure channel, and I'm just like this is this app sucks. I know it's B- garbage. It, it, them acquiring BT Sport would help them out a lot. It'd be huge. So but that just goes to show. You. This stuff is so expensive. Yeah. I'm better off just buying the platform that already has it. Like, you know what? I could bid against them. Huge or platform. Or I could just buy them. It's not like they're buying a small <laughs> thing. Like, BT Sport is huge. Like, for Crazy, them to just man. say, like, okay. But, I mean, I guess, it, I mean, if you want to get a head start, you know, rather than try to build and try to find people to build your own platform, I guess if you have the money and you can buy something like that, you immediately skip the line yep. and, and you're getting yourself a finished product. But wow, that is just crazy. Because I mean, I look at DAZN and I'm just like, every year there's a point where I'm like, why do I keep this subscription? Why do I do? Because I look at like the offerings are like sort of lackluster. And yeah. I mean, if boxing's all you got, I mean, it's not like maybe if I was catch a bigger a little, boxing yeah, person, we, we I'll catch, some catch a fight boxing, here or there that yeah, I'm but, like, okay, I'm interested in it. Right. For the most but part, a lot, like, and, and a lot care. of and let's be honest, a lot of boxing overlaps what we're doing already. You know what I mean? Right. It's happening while we're working, so we can't watch it. Right. If like boxing owned Tuesday nights, we'd probably watch every I'd boxing watch night. Tuesday, you know what yeah. I mean? But but they don't. So it's interesting. I, it's just I just yeah. think it's such an interesting time. I think it's gonna be over the next few years. And I and I totally understand. And obviously, the UFC they got a lot of smart people working there, man. I, so I, I think they probably see the same things. But like I said, you know, Amazon or Apple comes and they start talking about the the type of money that they can throw out. It, it may be awfully enticing, but it just makes me wonder: Would you kind of disappear because now you're not like you know you're not like a tenant of this thing. You know, you're not like a you know a, a big huge part of it, a massive. You know, you're you're just another thing on the on the thing. So I'm I'm just kind of intrigued to see how it plays out. Are we still in the first that first contract with the ESPN? They re upped uh at one point. They renegotiated and re upped but I God, I, I, you know, I should know the extension of it. But they re-upped uh, during the whole pandemic situation. Okay, because I was they were they were delivering so strong for ESPN yeah. that they that they redid their deal. So they, they so they probably so they upped the yearly value and then mm-hmm. they. But I don't know they if they extended. The I don't know if they extended the oh, time right. or not. But well, I know at they some upped point the value. We got to be getting near the end of the thing. There only could be a couple years left. A couple right? years left. A couple years left. You know, because it was what initially five or seven years. I'm kind. I'll be honest. I'm kind of embarrassed that I, I don't know. I should know that. I guess it's because I don't worry about rights fees so much. I don't normally get into these type of discussions like I consider myself more following the sport rather than the business of the sport yeah. um, but I, I, I should know that and I'll, I'll make sure and get that information well, and, I mean, it's and, def- and if anybody wants to tell me that knows just tell me and just say and you can even you can even message me and tell me I'm a dumbass and, and, and <laughs> that's okay well, I mean there's just so much I mean we can barely keep track of the the mystery media days let alone you know the, the inner workings <laughs> of major corporations and their deals but I mean it is one of those things that you know whether the price raise whether it's gonna be good for MMA or not I think it is probably one of those necessary evils if it keeps ESPN in the game and if this is something where it helps them meet their bottom line and they're able to renegotiate deals and keep the UFC afloat um, 
I guess it's it's good because things it keeps it going. Because honestly, we've said this over and over again. As much as we love Bellator, PFL, Invicta, all these other ones, if the major flagship like a UFC wasn't able to stay monetary viable and wasn't able to pay the people, and you know, of course, we'd like to see fighters make more pay, whatever. Um, but I also want to keep see the UFC to keep working because honestly, if the UFC, if something happened with their business model, something happened and they went under, there's no way we could manage to keep an MMA website strictly about covering some of these other events. It's I mean, true. there's just too far and too few, and there's too much. Uh, maybe everybody would shift. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody all of a sudden would become the biggest Bellator fans in the world, and everybody would just be clamoring for the next Invicta fight. But uh, I think we all understand that if the UFC wasn't there, we'd be pretty hard-pressed for the MMA world to stay they are the industry how leader. it is right now. Love them or know? hate them, they are the industry leader. So if this price helps keep the keeps the boat, you know, afloat, you know, and it keeps this thing going, I guess it's good. But, you know, it, it, it's not – I mean, it certainly doesn't help uh, the consumer when the cost of everything in this world yeah, – is it justified? Sure. Of course. Uh, but does it suck? Of course it does, because yep. everything fucking sucks. My rent fucking sucks. <laughs> Paying gas uh, sucks. The cost of— How about that you just found you know, out the house next door to you oh has $400 more rent than you that, that, that went up like a month later? It, it sold, and then a month later, I watched these people, like immediately a dumpster, a huge dumpster showed up outside in, the, in their driveway. They demoed it, and within like maybe— a week, two weeks of work on it. They slapped it. Before they finished it, there was a rent sign for rent sign. Out While they front. were still working. While they were still finishing it, the company that bought it uh, paid $200,000 more than what the last time it sold. Oh. It was sold for 200 something. Now they sold for 400000 And then they immediately bought it. Probably did some quick little whatever work on the inside. Swapped out the floors. You know, did whatever. And then raised the rent. Uh... Over two grand. Well, they were paying the rights fees, and they got to raise the pay-per-view price. That's it. Oh, my God. That's the way it works, man. Uh, the, the cost of things. So, yeah, I mean, in the grand scale of things, I mean, we can't argue against, like, what's going on everywhere. Everything's crazy. I saw something the other day on the news, and I was like, I was like, how are people not up where there was a drug company that's – and we, I think we all understand the price of drugs and the way these companies work. It's absolutely Especially ridiculous. in the United States. There's a drug company. It's the only drug company that's produced a drug that will help fight dwarfism. Okay. When the kids take it young enough, it helps to show that they it, it extends the bones. They can actually get taller that's growth. That's amazing. They were talking about it costs – the or it was saying the revenue per person for a year would be $250,000. Oh, come on. How fucking – I was so pissed. Because I was watching a stock show, and this was a, a, the CEO of the company talking about, you know, how the money was going to go or whatever. So I looked it up online, and I thought that they were first were trying to say we it, have a miracle it drug against a, against a very difficult position. Yeah, I thought it was trying to say it would cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the person using. I'm like, that's fucking sickening. But if you're telling, then I read it, and I was like, if this is correct, and it's telling me two hundred fifty thousand dollars revenue. That means it's going to cost them even more, but that's the money they're taking. And I was so sick to my stomach. And I think they were trying to, they were saying like, oh, well, there's a deal, a special deal worked out with the insurance companies. I bet there is. You know, so I was like, okay, so people are going to pay their fees and whatever. And, and maybe the people don't have to pay the 250000 but you're making that money up somewhere by overcharging somebody somewhere else. But I was just thinking, man, here's a drug that you can actually make somebody's life so much better. Yeah. And you're touting how you're going to make over well, a quarter, make some quarter million revenue off of them. And I was so sick to my stomach. That's the world we live in today. Man. 
So it's tune like, into our new website, pharmaceuticaloversightjunkie.com. <laughs> You're really going <laughs> to. Pharmajunkie.com. Uh, hey, listen, I want to ask you one other thing. You mentioned skipping a Jake Paul pay per view earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, save your pennies. Jake, skip the, all right, skip the next Jake Paul fight. Jake Paul throws two kicks. On uh, Instagram, and the world I didn't blows watch it. up. How did they look? You didn't want. I mean, they're they're low kicks on shit. a pad. I see that stuff, and I'm just like, okay, but hold on, let me ask you. So, Scott Coker was asked about it, and he said, you know, hey, we'd be interested in talking to the guy. Why P- not? PFL was asked about it and says, you know, hey, we're actually talking to the guy, and I've I've, I've got a buddy at PFL who says, hey, man, I'm feeling pretty good about this. You know, he's yeah. like, I use like, you know, now obviously he doesn't know they could be playing him like a flute, but you know, flute fiddle. Maybe playing them like a flute, violin, whatever. Playing them like yeah. <laughs> anyway, I playing all those he's things. A, he's, got he's, the fingers on all the horns. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he's being played more like a fiddle than a flute. Then I guess uh, <laughs> less holes on a fiddle. Um, <laughs> but he said, he said, look, man, I think, I think, I think we're feeling pretty good about this. I think it might happen. Let me ask you. Because we've all kind of like this guy has been the, yeah. the, the the guy that we've been kind of cheering against, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I think that's safe to say, right? Don't you think a lot of us? I, che- I don't. You know, I honestly, I, I think maybe I cheered against him in the Askren fight. Well, he's been beating our guys. Well, yeah, but even then, I'm like, whatever. But if he comes in, do we welcome him with open arms and be like, let's, so, let, hey, this, you're my guy now? So I know you're not a wrestling, a pro wrestling person. No. Okay. So. Say, Although I'm getting there, my, my man. Well, I know, but that's, the, well, that's funny that you say that because all right. So when uh, a person like CM Punk made his debut, knowing what you didn't know about wrestling, you knew that this person was a wrestling star in another organization. Right. You've seen Jake Paul now, right. fight after fight, right. and the build that he's built. Which one is coming into more fanfare to the UFC if he came into the UFC for you personally, and maybe for some other ones? Who had more fanfare coming in that you were more intrigued to see making their debut in the UFC when Phil Brooks did or if Jake Paul came in? Jake Paul. Of course. <laughs> isn't, it crazy Paul? When you, isn't it crazy when you think of it like that? I know. I, dude, I CM think, Punk was an absolute superstar in what he was doing, but you've seen Jake Paul now fight three times. I don't want to see Jake Paul in the UFC, but if I'm PFL or Bellator, I'm absolutely doing business with him. And guess what? I don't what? care if he comes in the UFC. John Morgan is absolutely tuning in. Absolutely of tuning in. Of course I am. Of course, and I wouldn't care if it was the UFC. I wouldn't care if it was Bellator. I wouldn't care if I, I, I was it's so stupid. I looked at the Invicta screen. I almost said I wouldn't care if it was Invicta. No, I would. I would totally care, care if he was Invicta. I would totally care. <laughs> that would be absolute fucking bullshit. Uh, it gets me still to to this Jake day. Paul every is time people shopping Invicta, <laughs> but still, you still get everybody every once in a while. You get some jackasses like, oh man, let's just cut out all the stupid male. You know, divisions, female division. Let's just, if you're a featherweight and feather, let's have him fight. Ah, I'm like, you're a jackass. Come on. Like, I, don't, I hate it when people fucking bring that up. You, can, you can block that person. Yeah. Wherever you see that, on whatever platform you're <laughs> on, you block can block them. that person. If it's in person, you can literally block them with your hand. Like, <laughs> you can, you can literally hit them in the face. Just and trip like, them. But, but maybe sweep the leg, yeah. trip them. Um, but, you know, when I thought of that, you know, when I was thinking about, man, if Jake brought what the hype over, I have no I have no beef against Jake. I no, have no, no. I love, you know, and it's funny. Somebody uh, even commented on the chat tonight I thought was funny because there was such a delay before the, the first fighter. Somebody was like, man, I wish this was a Jake Paul fight because Jake Paul honors like, his time. Like, Jake Paul shows up. I'm like, wow. you're right. He does. For the most part, Jake Paul's always been on time in the thing. So, I mean, like, he carries himself like a professional. He's went out there. He knocked Tyron Woods the fuck out. He knocked Ben Askren out. And he, uh, he knocked – who was the first person he fought? Did you fight a basketball player or something? Yeah. Or he knocked a basketball player out or whatever. 
So, I mean, he's doing what he can do, and, I mean, I have no problem. And if the guy does his work, I mean, I trust that what if he put the same effort that he put into training himself for boxing, we already know that he's got a connection with these MMA fighters in different gyms to, like, do the work he needs to do. Um, I have no problem. I have no problem if he came to the UFC. I didn't have a problem when Phil came in. I mean, when CM Punk came in. Yep. Um, because everybody was like, trust me, this guy's got a work, work ethic. And when I saw him in person and the way that Phil carried himself, I was like, dude's a nice, really a nice well, guy. Well, obviously, like, Punk's a friend of mine at this point. But you before know? I knew anything about him, I agree with you. Punk, I think, regardless of if you love or hate the guy, and I said it at the time, and I'll say it now, the guy came in with the right attitude. He always said, I don't know if I'm going to be good at this, but I get right. a chance to try it. And he's like, "This, I love the sport, I and this, this is my dream, yep. and, and I want to do it. So How can you hate on that? You can't hate on and that. And it's the same with Jake. If Jake, But it, see, I don't think Jake would come in with that attitude. Jake would come in and be well, like, I'm the greatest been, thing ever. Well, and, and part of that's the swagger, and part of that's the sport as well. You know, I mean, uh, you know, part of the whole sport is talking a good game. You know, if it True. gets in the guy's head, you know, if it gets somebody to come in thinking like, oh, this guy's so sure of himself, I'm gonna knock him out, and then he gets he's already getting under your skin or something. Maybe it's part of the game. I mean, it's part of the fun, right? But I mean, even when I think with the boxing, as much as Jake has kind of every once in a while will say, you know, little things, I've never heard anything where I'm just like, I hate what this guy's saying because everything just comes off like making it a show. He hasn't said anything. Like, uh, I love uh, Colby, but Colby's triggered me a hell of a lot worse than anything that Jake Paul's ever said. Right. So if Jake came in and had swagger, that's fine. Like, you kind of expect it. Just like any fighter's ever said, they're like, dude, to do what we have to do, you have to believe in yourself at that point. Right. And you have to sort of sell it. You know, you have to – and if it comes in and he's saying a good thing – We'll know right away. He's either going to eat it or he's well, going to look like and, a fool. And that's the thing. Let me say. Let me preface this for anybody that's listening and goes, "What are you guys doing, dude? You're like, I do not believe he'll be successful, if, especially if he fought at the UFC level. I do not believe that he would be successful. Now, can, you know, can they create some matchups? But that's the thing. I think with PFL at Bellator, they can get a little bit creative with their matchmaking. They can they can have a little bit more. I think he could win some fights there. You know what I mean? I just don't see a lot of like they can. PFL and Bellator has the the ability to bring people off the streets. So yeah. the, you know what I mean. Like and nobody even contender bats an guys eye. are like they've had fights. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even pair them up against a contender fight because yeah. those contender guys are five or six and, wins. And I'm not trying to insult anybody on the PFL or Bellator roster. I'm not saying like, oh, Jake could beat those guys. No, there's great fires. What I'm saying is PFL and Bellator has the at- has the luxury of being like, hey, we can just bring in a guy that's 0 and O and be yeah. like, ah, whatever. The UFC camp, and I know yeah. they did it for CM Punk. I don't think they would do it again. I think that was a yeah. one-time situation. I don't think they can bring in Jake Paul and then be like, I don't know, we'll just sign some dude off the streets and find him. And by the way, the guy that they brought in off the streets turned out to be pretty good. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, he was. Well, but, but I or think is. PFL and Bellator can get away. We've seen it, right? Like, they yeah. can be you – know, ah, we'll, They're just better that. at it. I mean, they do it every event. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're bringing guys off the street. They're bringing the local guys yeah. in. I think they have that connection. It's just – it's better set up. If, where Jake fought, if Jake fought, like, the ranked guys in Bellator, he would lose. If Jake yeah. fought the, you know, the, the, the tournament finalists in PFL, he would lose. So yeah. I'm just saying. But I'm I'm be honest with you. I'm not opposed to him doing it, man. And, and honestly, I I do well. It's a circus. Look at but Clarissa that's what Shields this is. when they brought Clarissa Shields in. Yep. Her first couple people that she fought, like I was like, why is she not losing? Yep. Why is she not losing? I mean, I think they can get creative enough to find somebody that's has a possibility to beat him, but also make it fun. And of course, who wouldn't watch it? But that's the thing is, I think there's going to be a lot of fans that are just like, "F that guy!" Like, I don't like that guy. I don't want him in my sport. But they're going to tune in to watch him get his ass. Uh, I think that's you know? it. I think that's How it. I think you, you just got to realize it. it. It's it's a it's a sideshow. It's a circus, but it gets people talking. It gets people interested. Yeah. And how are people that pissed off? Right. 
honestly, if you're that angry because what he's done to some of your MMA fighters, maybe you're a little too close to the sport. <laughs> I mean, if you're not Tyron or Ben Askren's brother or a close immediate family, how can you be that pissed well, off? You know, I will say that's know? that's the argument that used to trip yeah. me out with CM Punk. Like, that guy is taking somebody's roster spot. I'm like. No, he's not. Like, <laughs> he's really not. Like, there's not like a finite number of roster spots that they could have. Like he's taking the CM Punk slot, yeah, the you one they I mean? created for him. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people think about that sometimes. And I know we've brought this up in conversation. You know, uh, with the contender series. You know, whether they are in fact by signing people pushing out veterans, and we've seen veterans just magically sort of at certain points of the year kind of get let go. Right. Dane always just sells it off like that's just the natural progression of things. It happens every year, you know, like veterans get let go, you know. It's not a big deal, guys. But all of a sudden, you know, you're like, hey, Dana, you signed 45 people in a matter of 10 weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a lot of people, yeah. you know, like – I know you always say how overhead and you have to get people fights and you're trying to get everybody three fights a year, but you've just added a lot of people. I tell you, you know, it's I mean, funny. I hadn't really thought about this, but, dude, it, 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 hell, if we ever get past this COVID stuff, if it ever goes away, they're going to have to downsize their roster. I mean, right now, yeah. like, they'll basically tell you, like, dude, we just need bodies. we got to keep people around. we got to have options. I almost feel like people are, st- are still silently and quietly off to the side getting let go. It just – we don't see the big, right? you know, I mean, it still sort of happens. I mean, like we see recently, uh, was it, uh, how long ago was it when Emily Whitmire mm-hmm. got let go? Yep. And there was like a few other ones recently. And there was just like, it's not like it's, there's a big fanfare, you know, not everybody gets that opportunity to lay their gloves down in the middle of the octagon and do whatever, you know, but we're getting these things. And a lot of people are just like, that person's still at a good fighting place you know yeah, you're yeah. like wow that's weird that they're letting them go but um it still happens you know i mean they're still bringing people on but it's not like i think that when we get to the end of covid all of a sudden we're like okay guys we're through it by the way we got to cut 200 of you now <laughs> you know um i would hate to see that day i mean but it's funny you know because at one point uh i felt like what was it 400 or four something like i thought the number was like four or something maybe it was less than that was like this is our roster yeah. you know we're right around this That's level like or whatever seven. yeah it's absolutely ridiculous right now and maybe it does maybe it does get to the point where they're just like you know um you know we're able to have events without problem without worry of something going on Honestly, I don't think the the COVID thing is going away any at least any particular time unless until they until the commissions or until something comes out just says we're not testing anymore or when everybody's absolutely when we're 100 percent vaccinated they're like we've done oh, okay yeah, yeah. right <laughs> well that's you know I mean we're probably I mean, almost, we're almost there, there. Like, we're almost there there's got to be a countdown I mean, clock that's... for how soon that's gonna happen <laughs> at some point they got to just be like well we tried everything we can. It's not going away. It's it's the best it's going to be, but let's try to at least get back to normal, yep. you know, at some point. And whether it's just a matter of the commission's like, yes, he tested positive, but he's asymptomatic. We're going to let him fight, you know, and just get to one of those points where they're just like, every day I know that I'm going to probably bump into somebody that's positive, you know, and I'm either going to get it or not get it, depending on how my body is. But does that stop me from working, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we already see it in businesses now where businesses are asking their people to come in. We'll just keep you away from people. You know, we just need you to come in and still work, you know, at some point, And maybe as shitty as that sort of sounds, there's a, another part where there's like 
Is that what it needs to take to just move beyond it where they're just like, guys, there's nothing we can do about this. It's going to happen. You're either going to get sick and you're, it's about whatever. It's a lotto ticket in, in, the, in the sense of what your varying right. level of degrees of how it's going so, to affect you. People are still dying. But let's just keep going because people are like, I, I've people had, are I've, still going. I've had conversations in the last, last couple of weeks with two separate people who both knew somebody in their 50s that wasn't vaccinated and died. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, like, because I am kind of getting to the point now where it's just like, I just think we're all going to get it. We can't ever stop it. Like maybe it's just time to get back to normal yeah. life. But people are still dying. You know. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, like I don't want to become a shut in. I mean, as much as I like staying at home, you like, do too. I do partially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's like, I want to be a shut in by choice, <laughs> not because they <laughs> make me. Not because they make me. <laughs> don't you dare put that on me. But damn it, I'll do it anyways. Um, yeah. I mean, at some point, you just like. Let you know, you know, risk be damned. I've done what I can do. Science, science says do this. I've done it. Now let me just go do my things. And if something happens, okay. Like when I, yes, it sucked to get sick, but I got sick and then I got over it, you know, and then was able to get back to it, you know. Wasn't fun, wasn't pleasant, but I'm like, if we can just get to the point, you know, of, you know, at some point, the excuse. The, the way that they're running the business, they're going to have to cut people. They're going to have to do whatever. And then with the same sense, let's just find a way to just keep moving forward, just keep getting these events or something. I mean, like the, the and I don't know, maybe that's going to take another year. So, I mean, at some point it's just Dude, weird. I, like now, like I was hearing about the bus drivers, there's a bus driver shortage in Vegas at one point at the start of the, the year or something, there was already iffy and say there was already like, say like 40, people out or something like that. I saw something it was saying like now there's like 70 people out and now they're starting to have issues of finding people to get whatever because one they're doing one they either are trying to stay home because they're saying they're saying all right you're sick you have this go go stay at home but at some point what if one of those people are like guys I'm good to drive and if the people the parents are like dude my kid's vaccinated whatever and the guy wants to drive let him drive let the kid go to school you know, at some point, maybe we'll start shifting that way instead of now. It's like, okay, you've you've triggered the flag. You stay home. Fuck. Now we can't do this. Okay, now trickle down. Your kid can't do this. Kid. Blah 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 blah. I don't know how we trickled into this fucking conversation because I feel like COVID. <laughs> here we are. We're like, I hope I it just, goes away, but it just. It's, I was it's, just, dude. I was literally just thinking. I was like, we literally normally try not to talk about this because like we just want to be like a, a you know. A, a, a respite from away, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to get away from it all and enjoy, just kind of. Enjoy. But dude, it's affecting our sport now more than it ever has. We're two years into it, and dude, I, I feel like the next couple of weeks are going to be a nightmare. It's crazy. We're already having it. It's Welcome the first to event. 2022. <laughs> it's so funny because you talked about how you're trying to come in positive. Morgan came in so hot to the 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 event. I thought like I would be the one. Because when I saw you, were you were so – you're like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like, this, this, this. And I'm thinking, like, if I came in, Morgan would be like, everybody look at Ken. You know, way to come in here with a good personality, blah, blah, blah. Way to be positive. And I'm just, like, chuckling. I'm like, it's Morgan that's doing it, not me. I was hungover. <laughs> but it's so funny. But, yeah, I mean, to think that here we are uh, starting the first uh, – event of the year and it doesn't feel like we've changed anything from where we were a year ago doing the same sort of thing you know and if it stays like this honestly if it stays like this and we're still at the apex at hey 
we, we the Apex shows are easy for us, you know. <laughs> I just know that it's like, okay, Apex, and then now we're back on the road next week, and then it's back to the Apex, and then it's going to be blah, 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 blah. I don't want to do Houston. Texas, Florida, Arizona, Abu Dhabi. Texas, Florida, Abu Dhabi, Arizona, do you think I'm gonna have to do, Texas, Arizona. I don't know if I'm going to have to do Houston. Why wouldn't you go to Houston? Come to Houston. Let's go get some crawfish and some cold beer. I would do some barbecue, though. Barbecue? We've never done crawfish in, in Texas. I did last time I was there. Did you? Oh, it was so I good. I like crawfish. Dude, it was so good. Just go for the crawfish. Was it just all the crawfish place? Yeah, yeah. BB's, I think it was called. Oh, man, it was so good. I'm going back. Like, I might go there every night. Interesting. I, I might go there every night. And I it's like not, crawfish. And it's not, it's like $7. So I do the whole seafood, the bag? Oh, like yeah. The, so you have the potatoes, potatoes and the corn. corn. Oh. And it's like it's like 7 or $8 a pound instead of like here where it's like 14 bucks a pound because you got to fly it. I love hot and juicy crawfish. but they, All right, they fine. It. I'll do Houston. See in Houston. <laughs> UFC 271. Cold coffee. No, I'm just there. doing it for that. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it, man. I'm He's just like, I'm not that. working. I'm not working. All right. No more COVID-19 talk. I apologize. Buckle in, guys. It's going to be a crazy couple weeks. But... Support us. We appreciate it. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening.